Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, Beautifying Your Home for Less, Styling Your Home, and The Fundamentals of Feng Shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock-filled with visuals and tips, things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer. This is Affordable Interior Design, the podcast. Here's your host, Betsy Hellman. Hello, everybody. As you know, the mailbag is running low. While I wait for it to refill up with all of your beautiful, inspiring, thought-provoking questions, I still want to get you an episode. I want you to have value and something to listen to while you do the dishes. I know how important that is. I wait every week for my favorite podcasts. I listen to it while I make dinner. I listen to it while I drive the car. I even have a speaker for the shower because, yes, I listen to podcasts in the shower. Is that TMI? Oh, gosh. Well, this whole episode is design TMI. I am currently working on a handful of projects, and I'm going to share with you what I'm discovering, what I'm working on, challenges I'm having, because I need something to talk about, guys. And this is what is on my mind. So if you're watching the recording on YouTube, you'll find that I'm looking down a little bit. I'm looking down a little bit because for each client that I take, I have a questionnaire that I have them fill out with essential questions that I use to understand who they are and what they need and what they like. Uh, It is vital for my process. And then I also have worksheets because I work in a really specific, formulaic, formatted way every gosh darn time. I print out my worksheet, I fill out my worksheet, and I use it and I look back at it when I'm ultimately designing your space. So in order to be talking about them and and remembering correctly, I'm going to need to reference my materials. So you may hear paper shuffling and things like that. So let's talk about my most recent client who I took yesterday because she is top of mind. And this was a doozy. I had this client in Manhattan, very sweet, very kind. Oftentimes when I'm working with a client, they will have preconceived notions of what they want to do right? Because maybe they'll have looked on Pinterest. Maybe they'll have inspiration photos from a show on HDTV or a magazine that they subscribe to, and they will want to show me and get my opinion. And it's very helpful because it gives me a jumping off point. 
So this woman signed up for a consult to ask me questions about her space and the ideas that she had been thinking of. And one of the first ideas is that she lived in a large apartment and primarily the floors were like this old sort of pre-war parquet Uh, which is like this inlaid flooring that's kind of in a square shape. Hers was a very large parquet instead of being like the tiny six inch by six inch square parquet tiles that we often see in buildings from like the 50s or 60s. She had that pre-war parquet, which is big and lovely and one foot by one foot at a minimum and just really beautiful wood that's typically stained in a mid-tone. So She wanted to refinish some of her floors. Oh, my daughter's here. Daughter, come here. I'm podcasting, please. What do you need? Come, come, come quickly. I don't want you to be mad. Why? What happened? Well, it's not mad, but this is your own sketchbook. Yes. Oh, you wrote me a letter. Okay. You'd like to go on a trip with your friend? Okay. Uh, You know what? I'm actually recording a podcast, so I'm going to read it later, okay? You didn't read it. Would you like me to read it on the podcast? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dear mom, me and I thought you wanted me to read on the podcast. No. Okay, well then get lost. This okay, fine, fine, fine. We can't have secrets from our Just listeners. Delete it out. Guys, this is what happens when you don't send me questions. We get this free form content. Dear mom, <laughs> me and Dill, her BFF Dylan, are going to Kalahari. I want your Kalahari. blessing. Yes, it is a water park near us. I want your blessing to go for three short days. It would mean the world. There is so much to do. We can't do everything in one day. So please let me go for three days. I promise I will be safe. Love you from Eden. Love to you. Was there extra love to try and convince me that you should go? Well, and and we already made a list in everything. Okay, okay, okay. Now I've got to, okay, that looks really fun. Okay, speed up. Guys, see, this is that TMI diary style episode. There we go. Uh, Three days with a friend that she's never had a play date with before. And I don't know the parents all that well. Oh, that is going to be a discussion. Okay. Anyway, so this client wanted to refinish her floors because they were in kind of bad condition. She'd been there for 15 years. Some were faded, whatever. So she's going to leave the hallway floor, this mid-tone walnut color, because it's actually in very good condition, but the living room she needs to restain and her primary bedroom she wants to restain. In her primary bedroom, she's had this dream of having white bedding, light blue walls, navy accents, just all blue, light blue, navy, white, but she wants ebony, nearly black stained floors. So she was asking me, Betsy, do you think that's a good idea? And she plans on being here for over 15 years. So we don't have to worry about resale value or what other people are going to think. However, she, like me, was a little bit messy, not totally fastidious. My cleaner, I don't have a house cleaner, actually. You're talking to her right now. And uh, so things get a little dustier than they should. You know, I'm not vacuuming every other day or even every week. I'll get on that soon. But, you know, things things happen. So... She was in a similar boat, right? There were dust bunnies, there were things, and everything is going to show on ebony wood floors. Also, your primary bedroom, I told her, opens up into the hallway. So you're going to see that sharp delineation between the walnut and the ebony, and it's going to look weird. 
And she said, well, I really want it. And I said, well, you know, you hired me for my professional advice and I don't think you should do it. I think that you should keep them all consistent because it's going to show fewer, you know, issues in terms of dust bunnies, hair, just general, not clean stuff. And it's going to be more cohesive with the rest of the space. And she said, okay, I hear you. 20 minutes later, she said, I really want ebony floors in the primary bedroom. And I said, well, you know, as a designer, you call me for my professional advice. And my professional advice is that's not really what one does, right? If you're trying to get that deep contrast of a dark color, well, we could do it in some wallpaper, some art, maybe a coverlet on the bed. But it sounds to me like you really want dark ebony floors in your primary bedroom. And because you're not worried about resale, and because we're not shooting this for a magazine tomorrow, you should have dark ebony floors in your primary bedroom. I think you should totally do it. So then we start talking about other things and 20 minutes goes by and she says, well, what do you think? Should I stain them just the same as the hallway that they that the primary bedroom opens into? Or do you think I should do ebony? Do you think I'm going to regret doing an ebony? And I said, no, you should definitely do ebony floors in your primary bedroom. So this is the kind of conversation that I have with my clients. And maybe this resonates with you when trying to make decisions or if you're working with clients on your own, right? Whether you have a business or just are doing it as a hobby, um, then my advice to you is you offer your opinion three times and three different reasons why. So when you tell a client something and they say, well, I have one idea, what do you think? And I say, oh, no, I don't like that idea. I give them one reason why. And then they say, they push back and they say, but I, I really want that. So I give them the second reason why. And then they say, yeah, but I really want that. And on the third time, I wave the white flag and I find a way to make it just the right thing. Because if they're pushing back three times, they really want it. And if I continue to say no, no, no to something they're already going to do anyway, it's going to tarnish our relationship. And they're no longer going to like me. And they're no longer going to trust me with their ideas. So unless it's just totally egregious and horrible, after three pushbacks, I'm going to immediately jump on their side and say, you know what? That's a fabulous idea. I think that would work really well. I have some great ideas for how we can integrate that and make it feel more cohesive. And I definitely think you should have ebony floors in one room, only one room of your home. So that was a story from yesterday. Uh, I left the appointment very inspired. There was so much that we're going to do and change and integrate, but also a little tired because um, it's hard to navigate when people really want something that goes against advice you might have given. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. You've asked for it and we have answered the call. For years, you've been saying, Betsy, you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem, and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. 
Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out. Follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. Uh, let's go to my next client. Oh, so my next client is fascinating. He has a home in Scarsdale that he's been working on for many years. He bought it and gutted it and decided to completely redo the interior, changing where the walls go, changing where the doors go, changing the layout of everything except like a stationary fireplace and the front door, changing everything on his own. He owns several very successful pizzerias in the city that he gutted and renovated all by himself with just, I think, him and some friends. And so he decided to do the very same thing in Scarsdale with his big historic home. He wants to make it much more contemporary, but a little transitional. And he decided to be his own architect. And I have been so impressed with this guy because he owns multiple pizzerias. He has four children. He has a wonderful wife. He's got a lot going on. And he spends all of his free time, not that he has that much free time, working with grid paper and outlining the different rooms, erasing, showing me different sketches. Betsy, what do you think if the door goes here? What do you think if I move the wall here? Just constantly using his pencil and his grid paper and adjusting. Every six months or so, he has me come back to the space to not only see the progress that his friends who are contractors have been making, but also to see if there's any adjustments or tweaks. And the last time I went back, well, he'd been working on this house for about a year, and it was clear to me that we needed to change one of the rooms into a bedroom. I didn't feel that he had enough bedrooms upstairs. He only had the primary bedroom and two bedrooms, and then he was going to use another room as like an ancillary small office or laundry room, like office slash laundry room. And for me, that's a little disconnected, but also he is hoping within the next 10 years to sell this house because Scarsdale has super high property taxes. So once your kids are graduated and out of high school, you know, might be a good idea to leave. Uh, It's got, I think, one of the highest property tax rates in all of the United States. And I should know because I live right next door, also in Westchester County, and I pay one of the highest tax property property tax rates in all of the United States, which is another reason why I happen to be moving. But uh, for him, we discussed changing it, and he actually had to move the studs because it made so much more sense to turn it into a bedroom. I had given this, I had given him this idea before and stressed the importance for resale value of having four bedrooms upstairs rather than just the three. I really thought that the laundry could be done in a smaller way and that the office could be done in a way downstairs that would still feel quite practical, but would really increase his resale value. So as a designer, my primary function is not to think like a real estate agent. 
not to constantly be judging people's ideas based on resale value. But I do think when you're doing something very structural and very expensive, like moving walls or renovating a kitchen, blowing out a bathroom and totally putting in something completely new, if you're going to be moving in the next 10 to 15 years, you need to be thinking about resale value. After those 10 to 15 years, everything you do is going to be dated. But one thing that will not be dated is creating that extra bedroom because anybody who moves to Scarsdale, as you just heard me say from the property taxes, is probably going to have kids that they want to put in the amazing school district. And that is why we pay the big bucks, people. So with him, it's been a lot of push and pull, but he immediately, after my idea, went downstairs, took his little eraser, erased the line moved the studs with his number two pencil. And then I came back just a couple weeks later and the studs were moved. Everything looks great. It's going to make so much more sense. And we found an amazing place for a stackable washer dryer versus a side-by-side. You can have your cake and you can eat it too. So I love that client. I guess I should have said you can have your pizza and you can eat it too. In fact, I'm going to have to check out his pizzeria very soon. Next time I venture into the city, once the coronavirus levels in New York City are down, I will be grabbing a slice at his pizzeria. My next client was in Connecticut, and he has a lovely home that's right on the water. I got out of my car, and it was, you know, a Tuesday afternoon in the springtime, which is beautiful. You know, all the flowers were in bloom, but I was smacked in the face by the smell of salt water, that yummy beach smell that, you know, is just so authentic and immediately transports me to a summer vacation. It was amazing. Then I go in his house and all I'm there to do is design a very small Eden kitchen nook. But he had a lot of needs for this nook because not only was it right off the galley kitchen, so it's very hard to talk to someone who's cooking or preparing cocktails in a galley kitchen because it's so long and narrow. It's basically two sides that are quite enclosed. There was no opening to another space except for this small Eden kitchen hexagon that was a bay window overlooking the bay. Beautiful. Beautiful. So not only did it help to open up conversation in terms of when he was entertaining and wanted to be making food while talking to his guests, but also it just had the best view in the house. So he wanted to change this Eden kitchen to not only a dining space, but also a space that could have like comfortable lounge seating because he wanted people to sit there. He wanted to sit there, work on his laptop, hang out, put his feet up, have them be drinking their cocktail while just chatting with him. And he didn't want it to always feel so dining room. But the conundrum, he didn't have another dining space. This is the only opportunity for a table. So what are you going to do? Well, you know, if the space were large enough, you could accommodate a seating area as well as a dining area. But it does look weird to have so many chairs. You know, the dining area is going to have, he likes to entertain a lot. So he wanted eight seats. And then there's going to be chairs in the seating area. And that's just a lot of seating crammed into one location or one room, right? Unless the room is expansive and can be defined with separate area rugs, it just looks like a lot of seating, like almost a chair or seating showroom. This space was only 12 feet by 12 feet. If you're watching on YouTube, this is the rough sketch of the floor plan that I made while working with them. And it is small. 
it was going to be weird to wedge in armchairs next to a table that could accommodate eight. He had thought about incorporating window box seating, so built-in seating around the hexagon that could accommodate extra people. But the problem is this hexagon is 12 feet wide. So it's like when you're at Outback or at a really big diner booth, right, where you have to like ask other people to move so you can get out if you want to refill, if you need to go to the restroom. And that's very awkward for adults. So a 12-foot long banquette is going to be weird and cumbersome. And the windows are on the back. So either you build up the banquette back so that it partially blocks some of the window and some of that amazing view, or you don't have any back support and you just have random cushions that are leaning against a window, which is not very comfortable if he wants to lounge and work there for a few hours. What I like to do in circumstances like this, where there are a lot of options, but none of the options feel super organic in this somewhat unusual space, and when someone wants to do lots of things with the space and really can't prioritize in a clear way, then what we have to do is make a list of all the things that are possible. And I'm showing you here the list of all the options that we came up with when we were brainstorming. We could do this. We could do curved sofas instead of a built-in bench. So that way you do have a back and it's not touching the windows and it's not blocking the view. And yeah, no. we came up with all these different options. And then I like to process of eliminate one by one. So we came up with all the different options. I dropped the footprint of the room into my floor plan software, and we played around with each option. And as we weighed the pros and cons of every single option, we eliminated them. And to design this one rather small space, it took us over an hour and a half. But we explored every possible option and came up with the one option that fit his needs the best. In this case, we are going with a 60 inch by 60 inch square table that's going to have two very slim banquette style sofas on either side and then upholstered chairs on the opposite sides. So that way you're kind of getting the best of both worlds with a bench that feels like a sofa but doesn't have high arms, and you're getting chairs as well for people who are just having a typical dining experience. And if we angle that bench just right, we can see the amazing view, and we can even talk to the people in the kitchen as well as the living room. So that was exciting. That's where we wound up, but only after we tried I'm looking at my list here, six different scenarios. But you know what? It's worth it to go through that time, that energy to play around and keep an open mind because now when he's buying this costly, heavy, uh, interesting 60-inch square table, there's not a lot of options for something like that that aligns with his beachy style. When he's investing in this table, when he's buying those benches, now he knows with confidence. You know, we tried everything with our designer. We had an expert hold our hand through every option, even options she didn't like. I didn't like the curved option. No, I didn't. The curved sofas. Um, even options she didn't like. And now I feel quite confident because she's guided me and because she was open to even our unusual ideas. Now I feel quite confident that we've landed on the right one. And now he's not going to come back to me in six months and say, Betsy, you know, I really liked what we discovered, but I'm wondering, do you think there's something better? I know I invested $1,500 in this table, but do you think maybe I should have gone with a round? 
No, no client. We explored every possible option. Remember, I can send you all the scenarios we saved in my floor plan software, and you'll be reminded of why this one is the only one that makes sense. So guys, that is a glimpse inside my personal life with my daughter's cameo. And that is a glimpse inside my professional life with the clients I'm currently working on. Now, guys, you're probably saying, Betsy, we don't want any more diary entries. We want you to help us with our issues. Okay, guys, help me help you. Go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. There's a little button there that says submit your question, and it's just that easy. Until next time, everyone. Bye. Are you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.